Hi, I'm Eden. I'm Sam. And this is Ruby the Podcast. We are a community of young women seeking answers to the hard questions and discovering what it means to cultivate our purpose. So join us as we interview world-changing entrepreneurs, creatives, and industry experts. All here to share the wisdom we need for living the Ruby lifestyle. One of authenticity, wonder, and intention. So take a breath, settle in, and get ready to discover who you were made to be. We are so grateful you're here. Happy summer, Ruby. It's a little salsa. No, I don't, I'm not sure if that's the right term. <laughs> um, I'm puppy sitting right now. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Just a little... It's a little pup date for a you. Little, a, a little pup date for you today on Ruby the Pod. Is oh, gosh. That Eden is pup sitting and I have joined her for a day to help. But. <laughs> yes. Her name is Phoebe. She's adorable. Cute. One friend. of our good friends, are, they're on a trip. So, or some of our good friends. Some of our good friends are on a trip. Yes. They are. And much. I just got back from a wedding. It was mm. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Eden and I have been obsessing over Downton Abbey, the show Abbey. on Netflix. It's very, you need to watch Downton Abbey. It's I can't like, even. I can't even describe it. You were just saying that, but it is like addicting. Yes. Aunt Sass, who is editing this podcast, is also a huge fan. So, you know. Yeah, she d- recommended it to DM us. her. <laughs> DM with questions. <laughs> just tell her how much you like Downton. No, it's so good so addicting no it's like unreal like it's like so well done i can't i think i think i've like i got i started it right before school got out and i'm already in the fifth season (laughs) so bad no it's good it's good it is allow yourself to binge because it's worthy of it yes yes it's a masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh oh well anyway today on the podcast we get to chat with anna Connolly. Um, and she is um, a coach, a fitness coach, and she does like a lot of really cool things with body positivity and just promoting this idea of like coming as you are and your overall well-being. So it's going to be really good, and we're so excited for you to tune in with us. So we'll see you on the other side. So welcome, Anna, to Ruby the Podcast. Just to start us off, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us what life looks like for you right now. All right, my name is Anna. I Life right now is just kind of trying to run my business, a quarantine business that I started. Um, I own AFC Strong LLC. It's a Detroit-based and online fitness business, kind of of all kinds. I do group fitness classes. I do one-on-one personal training. I do classes for seniors. And so a little bit of everything, all things fitness. So that's basically consuming a lot of my life right now. I just got engaged, so I'm planning a wedding. Oh my gosh, congrats. (laughs) That's so exciting. So that's been the other uh, big thing that's going on right now. But yeah. Mm, Love it. What got you so interested in working with fitness? And we've also seen that you kind of incorporate that into like loving your body and body positivity. And so how do those things go hand in hand for you? So I think how I am so into fitness and why I love movement so much is that I grew up dancing from a very young age so I was always a dancer never did any other sports really just only dance pretty much growing up and things like that and I even continued to dance throughout college so I was a dance major 
And then at a certain point in college, I kind of realized that I didn't want to like, I didn't want dance to be my career. Um, I was kind of maybe pursuing like a career in teaching dance or possibly trying to like open up a dance studio. Um, and then I really started to get into fitness stuff. I decided that I just wanted to have like another major. So I had my dance major and then I was like, I want to also do something else, maybe like physical therapy or something else that has to do with movement. So I decided to have a degree in kinesiology as well to pursue that. And then oh. I just started to get really into like fitness stuff. I was into it before both of my parents are like very, uh, fit and they're like always at the gym so I would like even go with them when I was in high school and things like that but then I started to get more into like weight training and mm -hmm. other things and then once I started teaching classes fitness classes then I kind of knew that's like what I wanted to do and kind of pursue that as like my full-time um career it definitely took a hot second to get to that point but um once I started teaching fitness I kind of knew that's the direction that I wanted to pursue versus dancing yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I see it on your Instagram. Just you are so passionate about it and it makes it look <laughs> actually fun because <laughs> when I think about working out, I just think about how much I don't like doing it, but um, right. we wanted to touch on the summer narrative, which I've seen you talk about before. And I think you touched on it a little with the, the weight training. And yeah. I just would love to hear your perspective on that and just how you view the whole thing, like bikini body, um, and just getting your body ready for summer and just weight loss in general. Right. So a lot of times I hear the same thing, like what you just said, like, I don't want to work out. It's just not my favorite thing, which I totally get because it is one of my favorite things, but I know that that's not the case for other people. So my goal with fitness and with promoting like body acceptance and things is that Fitness has done so much for me in that aspect. And I've seen it do that for so many other people in many different capacities. So like, even if you're not into weight training, like, you know, a dance class or like something else that involves movement, I've seen that be such an empowerment tool for other people and such a positive thing um, that really just like sparks change in people's lives. So with fitness, I'm not, not that I'm, uh, not that every other fitness professional promotes weight loss, but I'm trying to promote all the other good things around it besides like that focus on weight loss, because it tends to be that way for women. I got to go to the gym to lose weight. I got to do this and that to look X, Y, and Z. I need to fit this mold that society has like mm -hmm. things like that. So I try to, I think that part of the fitness industry is so saturated. So mm -hmm. I try to come away from that, especially just with having negative experiences with that type of mindset as well. For sure. So especially this time of year, when you start to see these ads, I've been seeing them pop, pop up all over Instagram and things like that. Like, you know, all the detox teas, bikini body in 14 days. It's mainly like that type of like marketing and consumerism is meant to be like, okay, there's something wrong with your body, how it is right now. And you need to change it. Even if you don't even feel that way per se, but you see that ad, especially, you know, at a young impressionable age too, you think, oh, I need to like look a certain way. I need to pursue exercise in that way to change my body versus I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it to feel empowered, to feel confident, um, things like that. So I really try to like shift the narrative away from that and into, okay, I'm doing fitness. I'm doing exercise. I'm eating healthy, whatever it is um, for my body, not trying to necessarily shrink it or have it to fit some sort of mold and things like that. But 
For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how you said that fitness is an empowerment tool because I think that like the idea of being powerful is, is different than the idea of being like skinny or, or like fit in this certain way that society says mm-hmm. you have to be. And when you feel powerful, like you feel like you can do anything. So I think it's cool yeah. that you said it like that. Um, and I've also yeah. seen how you said like, come as you are to like mm-hmm. do any type of fitness or any type of exercise. What does that mean to you? It's definitely, I think that particular statement is about inclusivity, which I think is really important in the fitness space as well. Whether you are a beginner, whether you have a disability, whatever it is, like I think fitness is something, movement is something for everybody that can be used as an empowerment tool. And I think just in the general like sphere sometimes, like with certain gyms, like with Orange Theory or like F45, like these types of gyms, they only cater to a certain type of person that is like, maybe somewhat already active can do Mm -hmm. things, but then there's a whole other population of people who have maybe never worked out in their life are maybe like struggle to work out because they're, they are like a certain weight that prevents them from doing certain exercises. They have injuries, they have this and that. So I really try to cater my programs and my mindset around fitness that movement is for everybody. It can be a tool for everybody. um, And it can be something that can really benefit somebody's life in a positive way and not necessarily in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're working out, or at least I've done a few videos where they'll say, if you're a beginner, you can take this adaptation and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. How do you love your body as a beginner? And how do you mm-hmm. know exactly what level is meant for the state of your body at a certain time? Mm-hmm. I think being a beginner is tough because you want to be so especially if you're taking a class you're like I don't want to take that option I want to do this like the other option and so I try not to give it as like a beginner option I just say like you have options so if we're doing like Mm push-ups I'm like option one on your knees option two on your toes or whatever it is so I try to make it not like if you can't do this version obviously I don't I mess up sometimes and I say it the other way but not if you can't do it this way, you have to do it this way. It's just, you have options, you have Mm -hmm. modifications, things like that. But for somebody who is a beginner, maybe somebody that is not used to working out and really wants to get into it, you just can't, um, can't go like, I'm going to say balls to the wall. You can't go like (laughs) balls to the wall. If you have never worked out and you're like trying to take a hit class or you're trying to do something else, you have to start small and you have to build it up. Even though it's boring sometimes, and it's not the most fun, and you are going to get frustrated. Um, It's worth it because you're not going to get injured. um, Mm -hmm. And then you're also going to be able to build on that momentum and not have it to be just like one day. Like, I think a lot of this, sometimes I hear this from my clients. They're like, they have these like spells of motivation. And they're like, I'm going to go run three miles. (laughs) And then you go run three miles and you're sore for like seven days, your knees hurt. And you're like, I'm never doing that again yeah. versus, okay, I'm not going to go to the extreme. I'm just going to like go for a walk today and then maybe go for a walk tomorrow and not like feeling the need to do all these extremes. That kind of comes up a lot within dieting and like other fitness trends. It's like, I have to do the most. I have to do this and that, especially when you have those like fleeting motivation that comes, you're like, I have to do all the things. Um, And then it eventually ends in something that's unsustainable for a long period of time. Right, right. So consistency is better than just (laughs) hitting it running, right? 
consistency and finding balance within your routine Mm -hmm. is definitely better than Monday morning. I'm going to eat like, you know, a thousand calories and like Hmm. do three workouts in the morning. Cause that's, you're not going to be able to sustain that for the whole week versus you're not going to be able to sustain that for the rest of your life. Right. Um, so when picking like a fitness routine, I always try to remind people, this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life. Movement is something that can benefit you for the rest of your life, especially at an older age. You want to be able to do these things forever. You want to be able to sustain your diet for a long time, not something that you're just doing for like five days or yeah. For sure. Yeah. How do you like on certain days, like, even if you're building up um, mm-hmm. like over time, how do you like accept that on certain days you're still going to want to tone it all the way back down or you're going to want to take a rest day or how do you almost accept that and say like, that's normal. That's supposed to happen. Yeah, that's definitely something um, that I struggle with is like taking time to rest. I always encourage my clients to take rest. And in the fitness space, it's always like, go, 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 go. You have to work out every single day. Um, And that's really not the case, like scientifically. And it's not the case, like, um, like person to person. So I think the main, like the first step with that is just knowing how to listen to your body. So if like you work out, say you work out like two days in a row, you're feeling you wake up, you're extra tired, you feel a little dehydrated, you feel sore, knowing that like, that's okay to listen to your body and say, I'm probably not going to feel better after working out. I might feel worse than to take that time to rest. And then most importantly, not feeling guilty about taking that rest. Mm -hmm. Um, Easier said than done for busy bodies like myself um, that always feel like I need to be like doing things all the time. Um, But allowing yourself that time to rest because you know that when you come back to working out your a your workout's going to be so much better because you allowed your muscles time to rest you allowed your mind time to rest um you know all of your systems and you're going to feel better after that so I always ask myself or ask my clients if they're like I don't know if I want to work out today um listen to your body and then are you going to feel better after working out are you going to feel worse after doing another workout Mm, for sure so kind of asking yourself those questions So I'm interested to hear about how when you're bloated or your body's just feeling like not normal when you're on your period, how do you give yourself grace for like maybe it being bigger than a normal time or like, I mean, you know what bloating looks like. So just how do you give yourself grace in those moments? I think hmm, that's an interesting question. It's definitely something that I've been thinking about a lot in just in like content that I've been creating and things like that. Um, I think it's important to consider why you're feeling that way. Like, why does it make you upset that your body is looking bigger? That's been an important question that I've been asking myself lately. Like um, maybe if I have maybe gained a little bit of weight or on days that I do feel especially bloated, like why does that make me feel negatively? Mm. And I think unfortunately a lot of that comes down to like the way that society looks at overweight people even the term overweight is very relative but people that live in larger bodies like am I afraid of my body looking a certain way why am I afraid of that and I think a lot of that comes back to um just like social media standards societal standards of like you have to be skinny, like women have to be small, they have to like look this certain way. So when you are feeling that way, 
something just more like logical that brings me back down is like, okay, well, why am I feeling that way? Like, am I afraid of living in a larger body? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. I think that's a little bit more of like a deeper question to ask yourself. Definitely something that I've been like considering lately, especially with seeing a lot of content lately. That's like, it's okay if you look bloated. It's okay if like mm-hmm. you look like your rolls are going to hang over like when you're <laughs> bending over a certain way. But like, why does that make us uncomfortable I guess is like because we're not used to seeing people with body roles and we're not used to seeing larger bodies being portrayed on social media so I think Mm -hmm. in the larger scheme that's a really important question but overall whether however you're feeling about your body whatever size body you live in you're going to have days where you're not feeling comfortable in your home and Mm -hmm. even if you are like the most body positive and you accept your body and you love yourself you're still going to have days where you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. We've all had those days where we feel icky and like not comfortable in our own skin. So for me, it's just good to acknowledge that yes, those days are going to happen, but it's not every day. And I think that's the progress that I start to see with a lot of people is that they go from absolutely like hating the skin that they're in every single day And then it becomes a journey of, okay, I just have these days every once in a while. Every single day is not going to be like this. There's going to be days where I'm uncomfortable, um, but that's not going to last. Mm -hmm. I love how you call it your home. I think Mm -hmm. that is, that's really cool because you're thinking of your home as you need to maintain it. You need to love it. You need to care for it. And it's almost a gift to you, Yeah, um, which is really interesting. I think that's been something more recent that I've kind of been thinking about and like, um, cause it is, it's your, it's your space. It's your home. It's something that you need to take care of. And in pursuing a more like body positive mindset or body acceptance, you have to think about it as your vessel, as it's something that does so much work for you every day. And especially with working out, it makes you feel like so capable and so healthy and so powerful because your body is doing like all of these different things for you. Mm -hmm. Is it true? So the body positivity movement and seeing all this stuff on social media, does it also play a role on guys too? Like, is it sort of similar? I think it's obviously it's like, from what I see is especially on social media is like, it is very female dominated, but it definitely pertains to guys too. I have one male client that is always like, whenever I kind of post stuff about that, he's, and I'll be like, women feel a certain way. He's like, well, guys feel this way too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know. It's just, I am a woman. So like, I tend to obviously oh, for sure. look and like, um, yeah. speak from that mindset, but it definitely affects guys too. I just don't think they're as vocal about it, especially with things such as social media, mm-hmm. not posting like videos or whatever mm-hmm. it uh, may be. But definitely, especially in types of sports such as like wrestling or dance or gymnastics or whatever, that has to be a sport where your body has to look a certain way or it's like, you know, tells you it has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that that is a really big thing, especially in wrestling. That's something that we learned a lot about in school about that type of sport, because these types of like boxers and wrestlers and fighters, they have to like drop this weight um, like in a very quick and not usually not very healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can really kind of mess with your mindset around your body image and other things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that we've seen that you do a lot is these like themed workouts. Uh-huh. And I think that is so fun. <laughs> and like, 
it just I don't know it seems like it would just make working out seem like something to look forward to also so can you tell us a little bit about those yeah so I think what it really comes down to for a lot of the theme workouts I do is just adding more joy into your movement like I think a lot of times outside of exercise we can take life really seriously and take ourselves very seriously and it doesn't have to be this like serious thing sometimes when you think of you know fitness it's like you think of these people like grinding it out in the gym like being super serious but <laughs> for me and my background i had so much fun dancing and mm. like so much joy through that that when i work out i want to not every day is like super joyful workout but i like to have these fun things sprinkled in there to make working out and to make exercise and like if you're gonna do it have a little bit of fun with it um, so that's kind of my mindset behind it. And then I also do these events where it's like, we do a workout and then we get like drinks afterwards or we get food afterwards. Like it's kind of like a community, like hang or like meetup afterwards, which I think a promotes like a lot of balance within the fitness space. Mm -hmm. When I first started working out, I thought it was like, you had to just work out and eat rice cakes. And like, that was like <laughs> all you had to do, Yeah, but that's not that's not how life should be lived. It's um, having those events promotes balance within the fitness space because it's like, yes, you can do your workout. You can do this really hard boot camp, whatever it is, but you can still enjoy, have happy hour, you know, get food afterwards with your friends. It doesn't have to be this like black and white of like, mm -hmm. I have to work out and I have to eat my chicken breast afterwards. It has, it <laughs> promotes balance within the fitness space, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. it's just a very fun way to connect with my community and to meet other people and things like that. For sure. Yeah. This is our favorite question to ask all of our guests. If you could go back and talk to your 16 year old self, what would you tell her and what advice would you give her? Oh my gosh. Um, I'd like to think that I am a much more confident and self-assured person than I was when I was 16. I think I would, Hmm. I think I would have to say that you, that at first of all, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that you don't have to worry about what the future holds so much. Like as a 16 year old, I was so anxious and so like, so much more anxious than I am today. Like I was so concerned about what the future held. I was so concerned about what I was going to do in the future. I had no, like, and it was just like, it would consume me so much. Mm -hmm. Like I would think about it day and night. I was like so deeply concerned about what the future held that I mm -hmm. felt like sometimes I was not living in the present. So I think just enjoying first of all, enjoying the present where you are and not worrying about what the future holds, because even when you're adult, you don't know what the future holds. It's not mm -hmm. like you suddenly become 22, 23, and you know exactly what your future is going to look like. That never gets figured out. So, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe at some point in your life, but even at some point, you never know what the future is going to hold. So I think telling my 16-year-old self that you're still not going to have it figured out in 10 years from now. So stop worrying about it, live in the present. And mm -hmm. yeah, you don't have to live this anxious lifestyle of constantly worrying about what the future is going to hold and what your success is going to look like. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And what would you say to the girl who feels like she has to be constantly changing her body? This one's hard because I feel like it does hit really close to home as somebody who was younger and felt super uncomfortable in their own skin. I think it's just saying that 
I, it's hard because I try to stay away from this stuff. That's kind of just like toxic positivity of like, you're perfect. You look beautiful mm-hmm. just the way you are, because that stuff is not like helpful to me when somebody's like, you know, when your friends being like, I hate the way I look and you're like, no, you're perfect. Or you're beautiful. Like <laughs> you mean that from your heart, but that means like nothing to them. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's just like this kind of like positivity that's just like thrown at you. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing to tell somebody that is struggling with body image is like, why are you feeling this way? Usually it's stemming from something else. You're feeling out of control in other areas of your life. You're feeling maybe like, yeah, anxious about other aspects of your life mm-hmm. that are then you're kind of transferring onto your own body. That's when I feel like when I get most uncomfortable in my own skin, I'm stressed about something else. Something else is going on in my life that I'm not dealing with. And I'm just deciding to be like, I hate the way my body looks today. Like you're kind of just transferring that negative energy onto yourself because sometimes that's easier than transferring it onto other people. So I would say really try to get to the root cause. Why am I feeling this way? And then remember that this is your home. This is the skin that you have to live in for the rest of your life. So if you're constantly at war with yourself and at Mm -hmm. war with your body, it's not really any way to live your life. Life is meant to be enjoyed. So if you're constantly restricting and depriving yourself from all the things that you enjoy in your life, um, it's just not really any way to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, And perfect for the the season we're in, I -hmm. think. Yes. Oh, good. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Seriously, we've learned such amazing things and every every time we have a guest just we leave feeling so filled Mm -hmm. and we definitely are leaving feeling filled today um where can we find you and support you and all of our listeners so the best way to support me is through instagram that's where i spend most of my time it's at afc dot strong I also have a Facebook page and then I keep my website pretty updated, which is linked through my Instagram if you ever want to take classes or things like that. So all that information is on there. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Yes, thank Thank you you. so much. Anna had so much wisdom, I think, in working Mm. out. We've talked about working out a few times, but every guest has a new perspective on it. And I think... Mm -hmm. It's but it all fun. still, like, is around, like, the same narrative of, like, you know, like, defying the toxic mm-hmm. societal standards mm-hmm. around it, but in different ways, which is really cool. And it also, it just says, though, how much of a problem those standards are if so mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. are taking it and seeing that it needs a solution, um, mm-hmm. which is something I think we can really be conscious of as teens. And I think that, like, one of the th- things that Ruby is passionate about too is like we're inspiring the next generation so that they can then raise the next generation of like mm-hmm. people who are like you know how she was saying well we're not used to seeing like a variety mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. bodies on social media but if we are a generation that changes that right then our kids will grow up always knowing a variety of different bodies like being represented yeah. and that's like really inspiring and encouraging I think for sure I thought it was cool how she talked about toxic positivity mm-hmm. because I had never heard it put like that, but it resonated with me so much because she was talking about um, giving people compliments, like just like automatically reflecting 
the compliment on them saying something maybe you don't actually mean when you really could like encourage them in just where they are mm-hmm. um and then I think I'm just trying to think of how I wanted to say this but it goes along with like how your body goals I feel like so if you feel like you would love like you don't feel like yourself completely and you'd like to work towards like actually feeling yourself like then your friends can show up and encourage you to do that and support you along the way instead mm-hmm. of just saying no you're fine you're fine you're fine like you don't need you're to change the word perfect yeah you're perfect yeah that's a trigger word for me so mm-hmm. you know when she said that I was like oh she knows what she's saying <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was really she said something it was like a phrase she said don't be at war with your home yes and yes. I think that is so cool because I mean, it just, it's true because everything you do, it's, your mind is, like, almost, like, triggered to, like, see the flaw in, like, Mm. what you're doing or or what you need to change. But not that we're perfect, that is not, but, like, knowing that you, I don't know, I don't even know how to phrase it, but not being at war with yourself is, to me, it's kind of, like, saying, like, coming as you are Mm -hmm. because you do have a beautiful body but then working to like feel like yourself whenever that way Mm -hmm. like whatever that means for you i saw this thing on instagram a while ago is someone posted it and it said your three homes like the earth your Mm -hmm. mind and your body or something um i forget exactly what three things it was but i think it was that um but i think just thinking of it as a home does so much because i was thinking back on how I felt like horrible over quarantine and like even just this whole school year like it's been so hard for me to find routine in working out or anything and I just kind of like beat myself up for it but instead of doing that it's just kind of like embracing the challenge and saying I feel horrible right now but I'm just gonna do something kind something gentle for my body to ease myself Mm -hmm. into that consistent um Mm -hmm. kind of schedule to make yourself feel better eventually like from getting that energy from those workouts and um, finding joy in the movement. I think I, that says a I lot, too. I love how she said that. Yeah. Just, I, I, I love that phrase, though. Don't be at war with your home. I think there's so much to that. Well, thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode with us and with Anna. I mean, we learned so much, and we hope you did as well. And if you felt inspired or encouraged by this episode we'd love it if you could screenshot it share it to your story and tag us and also rate and review us on itunes so we can just create the best content for you and for us so we can all grow as humans this episode was produced by taylor kanagowski edited by kat smith and all original music was by ethan mccullough much love to you ruby Um, we want to encourage you in the beginning of the summer to just go and find some rest and some peace Um, all our, all our love. Stay ruby.